Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here with Ian Wayne. How are you? I'm doing well. Hi. <laughs> Hi, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad to be here. Wildly glad. Excellent. So when did you first start writing music? Probably I started writing when I was 12 or 13. Like I started, I was a person who played music earlier in life, like took lessons. But when I started um, playing guitar, I started, you know, writing songs kind of right away. And do you remember what some of those first songs were about? Good question. I think initially there was like a lot of attention to um, uh, like mimicking guitar finger picking style stuff so like mostly snippets that were just based around the guitar playing mm-hmm. and, but then at a certain point i labored over weird song like lyric lyrical songs about sort of like obliquely about uh uh love you know mm-hmm. oblique oblique love songs mm-hmm. yeah. were there any artists at that time that you you were trying to imitate or were influences for you yeah really early like really early mm-hmm. on it started probably with like um like there was like dispatch definitely mm-hmm. yeah but then also like green day and classic um, yeah um i'm from portland oregon and i have cool older siblings and they turned me on to elliot smith mm-hmm. so i um got into elliot smith around that same time period and got into and so there was some cool stuff and some sort of stuff that maybe doesn't hold up um but that that was the, the early the early stuff came from there for sure and then did you write songs and perform them out um solo did you form a band at some point i i mostly performed solo in middle school and high school i was very briefly in a Actually, this is an insanely embarrassing story, so I'll share it. I was in a band, I think it was in like 7th or 8th grade in this time period, with friends, and we were called Nothing's Perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's sort of like overly broad uh, sort of framework for what a band could be, but it was like... We we, covered a lot of Bare Naked Ladies, but we (laughs) we we had one song that I, I wrote with uh, with my drummer. We sort of co-wrote together. And I think it was called Mailbox. And it was about um, it was about the feeling of sadness going to the mailbox and there not being a letter from your love. <laughs> uh-huh. And But the lyric was, Sunday morning I open my mailbox and I don't see that note from you. <laughs> and um, obviously we realized at a certain point that like, you know, you don't you don't get the mail on Sunday. You really don't. <laughs> and I think it was actually at that same moment we realized that the band was called Nothing's Perfect and that we were pretty bad. Band. <laughs> and that kind of deflated the whole thing. Yeah. Like Nothing's Perfect, definitely us. We're not. Good. We're not good. So you have some songs to share, some recordings. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about the first one we're going to listen to? Yes. Okay. So this is post uh, Nothing's Perfect era. Um, when I was in high school and had gotten to be much more confident about uh, songwriting and like writing lyrics um, and performing. This was a song that was performed 
at a like a family music festival uh-huh. in Oregon where I used to go that was great, really fun. It was like a long weekend and there were performances every night and I um, performed this song of mine called Your Life Belongs to You. And I really, I don't really remember what the song sounds like or what it's about. Great. Um, and I haven't listened, but I'm just sure it's... I, I'm, I just... There's part of me that's like... Uh, logged this as being uh, uh, an embarrassing thing. So Great. Well, let's find out together then. That's, we're going to find out together for sure. All right, here we go. Well, you told your mother, mother, look at me. I've been standing at the crossroads waiting for the devil to see. Wow. That the hair that gets in your eyes is a byproduct of curiosity. Wow, byproduct. A byproduct of curiosity. When you look in the mirror, all you can do this is This is like way more like, like sort of like Alanis Morissette than I would have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that for sure. But you won't go instead of grow and end up with friends instead of reasons why. Yeah, there we go. This all this really quite rich. Still, I hope you stick around like this quintessential town in my mind. That's kind of a cool line. Yeah. <laughs> Take a drive and talk to you. You just give slack talk back. Look for laugh at things you're going Oh my god. Ooh, all the words. Life belongs to you. Well, I seen you write letters, words like a ball of string. And after the second line, you can't read anything. Cause you got kidnapped into thinking that people ain't more than a bunch of useless flings. All right, get up, walk away, expecting to ride on the time. Let you cut to the front, but you're still gonna wait in line. Very bouncy. I can imagine yeah. people just like, you know, sort of swaying along to this, <laughs> this music festival. Because I don't want to let you go lying prostrate all alone in this town. There's like a little bit of like Jason Mraz flavor to it, totally. you know, with like with like all the lyrics and yes, yeah. And you're headed down a one-way track to a life that isn't mine. No one lets you go, lying prostrate all alone in this town. So deeply uncool. It's really kind of crazy. One-way track to a life that isn't mine. <laughs> I must have gotten lost. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. I was so nervous. You oh can my tell god. I'm insane. I, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear my voice is like really quavering a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that there was. I think the lyrics were written on a piece of paper on a music stand in front of me, which actually is something I I would do now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Now it's now. I understand. Yeah, yeah, they like. I mean, they were. Re- it was again. It was a great. It was a great place. They gave me maybe not enough criticism. <laughs> I think. I think it allowed ideas like that to really blossom in a way that maybe 
you know, I could have benefited from a little bit of yeah positive, uh, you know, criticism. Eh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. What do you think? As embarrassing as you thought it was going to be? De- definitely. <laughs> definitely. If the, if the theme, if the, the idea behind this podcast was any slightly different, like if it was just looking at early songs or something, I would be mortified. I would be, <laughs> Jesus. First of all, not carelessly written at all. Like very, like there's a lot of like wordplay. Yes. And there's, a, I wish I had like that. I wish I had the lyrics written down. There are a lot of like rhythmic ideas and I'd clearly, it seems like I just latched onto like radio, like alt rock. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then a way that I'm surprised by, I think this was from 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. Way after, like many, I was listening, I wasn't listening to like that train or whatever that is like, you know, sounds like. I was definitely, I wasn't listening to Jason Mraz, but I was listening to like, I was listening to Death Cab for Cutie for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to like Iron and Wine. That was another huge influence early on. Yeah, that makes sense. But this, those, those, the, the like leading into the chorus part pretty crazy (laughs) um so we are gonna listen to another one here can you tell us a little bit about that song what's it called um this next one's called irving sobo this is from after college Mm -hmm. college was a was a big time for me in terms of um like what a cliche but it was it was um (laughs) i learned really a lot about music like i had i for the first time had friends who were like totally obsessed with music Mm mm-hmm and sort of my world grew dramatically. And also, I got into sort of more cerebral so- singer-songwriters, mm-hmm. like Scott Walker. And I think this is like, at the time, I wasn't w- really, really well- willing to admit it, but this is like a total pastiche of a Scott Walker song. But Irving Sobo, I think, I was, it was like in the first six months that I lived in New York, I was living with someone who was in AA and she had a book like in the bathroom called Living Sober. Mm -hmm. I just remembered that that's where the name of this song comes from. But, and I don't know what this, I'm like, again, I'm nervous to hear what this song (laughs) is going to be about, but um, it was definitely like, the song came about as just like a pun about that, that phrase. But um, I just remember thinking like I was totally not living sober and I was I was thinking about like what it would be like to be reaching for that as your, you know, sort of like past passing time mm-hmm. uh, reading. Irving Sobo is a state of mind. He's one in a million. Yes, he's one of a kind. Eats the fruit but doesn't chew on the rind Like I do As a boy he always pulled up his socks Walked alone and kept away from the rocks Where the boys would go to clean their clocks Just like on TV It's like all winking, you know? What would it mean to be Irving Sobo? Hates all music, but he plays the oboe. 
Doesn't care about the next cool logo Always arrives on time He grew up to be an oddly shaped man With a pen on his face and a smile in his hand He didn't care to make too much of a plan Can you blame him? He stared at a woman until his eyes fell down And hung out with the floor tiles while her skin turned brown She put on her very finest gown, he said No, thank you, please What would it mean to be a Irving Sobo? Goes out for a glass of a piping hot cocoa Missed his chance to be a first-class bozo Everything just suits him fine It's like looking down my nose at, like, normal people. I think that's what this song is about. (laughs) Said you're a good man, but I can't come in. What a nightmare to be normal. (laughs) Had a tough life, but I'm adverse to sin. Bye-bye, old chum. Well, I'm not a spaceman, I'm just drawing a map, Irv. When I go away, you know I'll be right back. I'm not caught in an insidious trap. I need help feeling good. What would it mean to be living sober? Lose the booze because the trials are all over Take a cruise in my dad's Range Rover Just to pass the time This song's similar to the last one Could I stand being living sober In that it's spent so much time on the lyrics, obviously Yeah Cliffs of Dover Put my faith in a three-leaf clover I need help feeling good. Oh yeah. I need help feeling good. I need help feeling good. Still working on the pitch. Like today to this day. Still working on the pitch, definitely. Damn. Totally embarrassing. <laughs> totally embarrassing. Embarrassing? Great. Again. Bouncy. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't prepared for the similarity between those two songs, which is that they I really I think I really was uh, trying to be like a wordsmith. How do you like write lyrics now? I try to I try to be a little bit more natural with lyric writing now. Yeah, I was thinking about sound in both of those songs, like thinking for about sure. rhyme for sure. I try to think more broadly about what I'm trying to communicate and right. be less precise and have fewer words um but i think i still i definitely still like i I can hear that i liked the the poetics of songwriting at that time for sure like coming up with that nice like sort of slant rhyme or something like Uh that is very satisfying it is and obviously it just i was having a good time yeah (laughs) but so yeah i still i still do that but i think at that time i was i was really like sitting down and writing lyrics yeah. 
would you write them before you wrote the melody of the song or would you yeah no okay. no the you'd opposite. write it along you would write it the melody and then write the words to it i would definitely write the melody and write the chords and then and which is still basically how i work a lot of the time mm-hmm. but now i i just sort of have I, my brain is just constantly sort of collecting ideas and uh Pro, what I like, I assume ninety nine percent of people do is I write them in my cell phone. Yeah, in your notes app. Notes app. Yep, me notes too. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be that's gotta be what people do. I have so many like bullshit one line notes app things where it's like I woke up at three in the morning. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is genius, and I wrote it down. Yeah. And I look at it the next day. It's not. It's not genius. It's bad. Well, maybe the, maybe you know. I tend to think it is genius. It just was in the context of of a frame of mind that you can't access right yes there that's a great way to look at it i'm gonna choose to believe that yeah (laughs) that's what i think that's what i think that's what i think but uh yeah i think i think that's a big difference but yeah it's it's i I still have a similar approach to the whole to the to the song song writing i don't know i think i was less i'm obviously so concerned in both of those songs about how it comes across also Mm -hmm. insanely (laughs) self-conscious I mean, it's hard not to be, I think, especially like for like the first few years of songwriting slash maybe forever in songwriting. I don't know. But, you know, you're getting up on a stage and like performing the thing. So like there has to be a certain amount of you that like is thinking about that, at least even if you're not trying to make it the focus all the time. Yeah, but I just I think I want something I struggle with is like I'm a real I think I was a, afraid of coming across as um, uninteresting. And I'm still I always have this like gut fear that like i suck you know like right. i'm one of, of those i mean people. of course yeah like, so how could you not yeah and i think that's to the detriment of the of the thing you know? <laughs> wish i could mellow out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah well sadly it's not how it works you yeah it's not it's not how it works but anyway it's what i'm working it's what i it's what i work on yeah that's um, like the whole journey of it right yeah yeah also that song irving sobo a much darker world both songs are kind of dark. Uh, it is a, it is it is embarrassing that I <laughs> thought that what the song was seems to be about is about like normal normal people. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? What, should we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Great. Okay, so the next one is going to be from the first EP I ever made with the band in college. Mm-hmm. Full band. We had no name for a really long time, uh-huh. and we had many shortly lived names. We yeah, were, I was in one of those college bands uh-huh, too. Yeah, yeah. The, by the time the recordings came out, I should say, the band was called New Zealand, which is cool. <laughs> but it was fed to me. It was, it was fed to me, I my like friend. That. Yeah, it's yeah. New Zealand's pretty cool. But we were initially called Paper Sons, and then the whole slew of insane names came about after that. The thing that I'm more concerned about is the sound of the recording. In this case, we'll see. We'll see what happens. so bad I think this is 
is actually another just sad sack song also. Yeah. Like, I, I think the character in this song is... Oh my god, I forgot about that. So many vocal, so much vocal layering. <laughs> I know you, girl, I want you look at me. I'm just a Actually, it's a cool melody. Yeah. Very bad singing. <laughs> <laughs> so much reverb. What about you made me feel this way? A backup like really into uh, Dirty Projectors uh-huh. and yes. like other like lamer fun uh, indie rock bands and uh, people using sort of like you know polyrhythmic uh, sorts of rhythmic ideas which is what I was after at this point post jazz band sort of style sort of like approach and also the falsetto is just it's not good for me. <laughs> I, I Way too much rhyming. <laughs> I do think I've moved through that. Yeah, you you had your time of rhyme, and yeah. now I still rhyme, but I try to not like be like so rigidly. Obsessed with it. <laughs> really not natural sounding rhymes going on in this. <laughs> Clearly like had like the last word and just doesn't feel natural at all. Right. Yeah, I've definitely had times in the past where I was on like rhymezone.com or like whatever yeah. rhyming dictionaries oh, were online and I was like, what rhymes with this that I could use? That's a, that's a fun word. I would still I would still do that, but again, yeah. it's just like it's all about. Having but I would do it supplementally, not yeah. as as the backbone. As the only, of yeah. yeah. Oh, forget about this whole section. <laughs> I was then and I'm still a pretty bad lead guitar player. But that was the whole idea.
Like, why did we have this section in this song? <laughs> you know, because you have to, right? Yeah. You gotta have the guitar solo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole idea was that it built to this. We had this idea that it was really cool that the song started much more mellow and then built to this place. Uh-huh. But I think it's just um, kind of irritating. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like yeah. You, this is the sort of thing that if you, if you didn't, like, see a lot of shows, you might think that it was... If you didn't have to sit through this song... Right. Out of politeness... You know, you might write this song. Right. It's the kind of thing that it could be really fun to be in the middle of and creating. Yes. From the outside, maybe. Definitely not really. It's more in an effort to come across as having something important to say. (laughs) Just making it impossible to engage with. (laughs) Yeah. nervous to go back and listen to that so i'm glad we did it it's not not horribly embarrassing no i mean i think you know some other people i've talked to you know it's very possible to still find like interesting ideas and like good pieces from all of these older things you're like i can see what i was going for there like i understand where like you know my songwriting has grown from and i can like see the seeds there yeah yeah, it's definitely related. It's definitely mm-hmm. all related. Yeah. Bizarrely. So I know you touched yeah. on it a little bit, but like maybe what are some other ways that you feel like your songwriting process has changed or like writing with a band if you do that or bringing songs to a band? For me, like writing writing with people has really simplified the songs that I make. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't listen to anything, but I there was a period where I was writing songs that were really intricate, like a lot of chords, a lot of different sections, a lot of hits, and like they were really hard to learn. I'm still proud of those songs and they're cool. Or like stuff, I got into recording after this Mm -hmm. period. And so I I have like a lot of stuff that I wrote as I was making demos that became like a record. Right. And it's like I'm proud of the the stuff that I did there. But ultimately, it um, it was just too hard to learn. Yeah. So I've I've moved a little bit away from that. Um, I guess like to end to end, to finally answer your question, like I try to balance having my idea about what I think the song should sound like with giving the people that I play with space to like be part of it. It's never gonna be. I've arrived at like I think that's always going to be dynamic like sure. oh like you know like I don't like this or I do I like damn like my idea about this is destroying the song maybe I need to just take my foot off the gas a little bit and just like lo- we all need to just loosen up and like play it and see if we can land it somewhere that's that feels better so I think it's in terms of in terms of like uh how other people contribute to the songwriting process. I think it's it's just it depends on the song, and you just have to like learn to trust your gut about what's working and and what's not working. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
So what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've really dug? Maybe favorites from 2019 or not. Things that have been inspiring you. Huge inspirations include Lomelda. Lomelda and Big Thief are like... I'm currently wearing a Lomelda (laughs) t-shirt. So yes, so I agree. (laughs) Yeah, totally. M is for Empathy is like just totally blew my mind. Genius. And what's inspiring for me about that record is like such a, it has such a small palette of sounds. Mm -hmm. Like as a record, I think it's amazing. Songs are beautiful, but for me, even more than the song, the the songs themselves, it's just like the palette of instruments and the way that she, I guess her and her brother recorded Mm -hmm. guitars and recorded piano and recorded voice and treated her voice and EQ'd her voice. I just, I just thought it was super creative and and really fun to listen to so that's probably at the top of the pile in terms of straight up inspiration besides both big thief records which i'm also right. i'm just like a deep devotee and so so you impressed like by those records adrian lenker's solo album too oh yeah i mean yeah that was just like an enormous enormous influence on me just love it love it listen still listen to it all the time yeah same <laughs> yeah, totally obsessed with that record yeah I've also been recently getting a lot of enjoyment of from from listening to like um, stuff that's totally different from the songwriting that I like to do. I've been mm-hmm. listening to um, my good friend Winston, who recorded the last song that we listened to mm-hmm. and gave me the name New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Has been getting me into ECM jazz, like sort of like like free and new age jazz stuff. Cool. Um, and that's just, it's really nice to just be able to like put music on and listen when you feel compelled to like listen and hear ideas and, and not when you're not totally, you know, it's important to, it's important to not be, have a magnifying glass to your process all the time. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's great to listen to something totally different. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast glad to be here it was great to listen to your embarrassing stuff and hear you re-experience it for the first time in a while (laughs) yeah it was it was i gotta say it was a blessing great and uh i'm so glad i'm so glad you you had me on great pleasure and thanks everyone for listening bye Thanks for listening. You can find Ian's music on the internet everywhere that you find music. And you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter or on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you're a musician who's interested in being on the podcast, you can email us at BadSongwriterPod at gmail.com. And if you're liking listening to the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, follow. It really helps us out. Please stay safe out there and be kind to one another. Thanks. Bye. Miles and miles from the records we're devoted.